You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. America, I hope you've been taking some deep breaths today because... Well, this is Frankie Boy Radio, and tonight we're talking about that dumpster fire last night, recapping the presidential debate and fire extinguishers for it. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Welcome to episode 203. Pull up a chair and get comfortable because we're going to get a little uncomfortable tonight because, folks, there's lots to talk about. We're going to be talking about the Bible. We're going to be talking about Jordan Peterson. We're going to be talking about Trump. We're going to be talking about Biden. We're going to be talking about dangerous young men in the best sort of way. So, you know, when I go record hunting, sometimes you don't find anything. I've been in thrift stores before and you flip through lots of records, come up with not a one. You can just smell moldy afterwards. And that's kind of the feeling I had when the debate ended after a grueling hour and a half of 70-year-old men acting like toddlers. I made a joke today at work and it probably wasn't quite appropriate. The lady didn't laugh, but I said, if I wanted to see 70 year old guys argue like that, I would have just messed up bingo. And I would have got paid for it too. Instead of just sitting there wasting an hour and a half of my evening. What a disgrace. It was absolutely disgusting. Both of them. I feel bad for Chris Wallace. Um, what a job. Although I don't think he, I think he could have done it better. I would have been throwing shoes by the time it was done, so hats off to him for that. Two bad animatronic robot aliens on stage. 300 and some million people in America, and this is the best we have? Well, I know that's a controversial statement, but not really. Not really. So I've been talking to people about it. It's been interesting. And the, the, the thing that I've been feeling, I'm just rubbing my face right now and just felt, feeling appalled, is what do you do about it? Well, I mean, you obviously have to make a choice, but I'm talking about the, the broader thing. And it's an interesting, converse, uh, interesting thought of how did we do that? I don't think it's an accident. Well, I'm not sure what I think, but I'm going to hypothesize that it's not an accident that those two men ended up on stage last night. If you look at it, what was what was bad about it? It was all it was first there was everybody was so self-centered. Jimi Hendrix has a wonderful song um and he says, I used to live in a room full of mirrors, and all I could see was me. Then I took my spirit and smashed the mirrors. Now the whole world is there for me to see. So we have this complex, infinitely challenging society and world that we live in. No one person has all the answers, so it's nice to have different inputs. Now, if you're in a presidential debate, I know the job is to kill the other guy, right? But at what cost? I don't know. Okay, so you have people on stage who, it's all about them. I'm thinking out loud here. I'm trying to unpack why I hated it so much. Um, 
they were just was everything was ugly about them. I know that's kind of a broad emotional term, but everything was ugly. Um, and they, the, the, each man stood for a reasonable set of governing principles. One could say, even though they each accused the other of trying to destroy the country. But, you know, you, you take the Democratic platform and there's good points and bad points. You take the Republican platform, and there's good points and bad points. And, and one of them will be picked and we will move forward and the world won't end. So the principles underneath are, are, I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to call them sound, but they're not, they're not as preposterous as their representatives on stage. Okay, getting into some Jordan Peterson ideas here. I says that isn't inflammatory enough. <laughs> so I was having conversation with actually I was telling two students about this I want to tell you about three great conversations I have with the students but first this this idea was um I was listening to Peterson's biblical lectures which are awesome uh not well they're having to do with religion but they're not pushing a religion out there the psychological significance of the biblical stories and he was talking about how the bible tells a, a narrative the plot of the bible in his opinion is that they you have um the people try to to form an ideal state, a utopian state, and they make a covenant with God. And then the state gets corrupt. They drift away from the covenant. The prophets say, hey, you should not do this. And they say, shut up and chop his head off or whatever. And then God smashes them to smithereens. They go into the desert for a long time, completely ruined, finally rebuild themselves, try to build another utopian state. Same thing happens. And finally, Jesus comes along and shows that salvation is not in the ideal state, but the redeemed individual. And that is one of the coolest things, the coolest thing I've ever heard. Salvation is not in the ideal state, but in the redeemed individual. Okay, so maybe this is an answer to the dumpster fires that we saw. Okay, that's point one. Point two is also from Peterson with Alexander Schultzenitzen. Hopefully saying that right. The famous or to be famous Russian author who started off fighting in Stalin's army in World War II, got captured by the Nazis, put in the concentration camp, treated horribly in the concentration camp, was liberated, went back to Russia, not as a war hero, but as somebody who'd been exposed to the contamination of the West and placed in a Stalinist gulag where he suffered for years. And he started thinking, well, how did I get here? Now he had two easy people to blame, Hitler and Stalin, two of the biggest monsters ever. And most people would have stopped there. But he got to thinking, well, how did I create the society? How was I part of it? And he went back and looked at his whole life and figured out all the areas that he went wrong and all the compromises he made and all the, the allowances to laziness and, and everything. And then wrote the Gulag Archipelago, which came out and Peterson and many other intellectuals would say was instrumental in destroying the moral validity of communism and in specifically the USSR from one man's careful look at what's going on. So I really like this idea of looking at how have we contributed to something like this. 
So how have we contributed to the dumpster fire on stage last night? How unfeeling, unlistening, ignorant, stupid, not nuanced, not civil. How many times have we mean-tweeted? How many times have we built this society that has produced out of three, almost 400 million people what we saw on stage last night? Interesting things to think about. So I was talking with people about this. And I had this great conversation. Well, I just uh, got off the Skype call. We, we were supposed to be playing guitar, but we ended up having this amazing conversation. And so this guy, let's, uh, let's call him. I got to come up with a, with a good name. Well, we're going to call him uh, Joe. Joe is like 16 or 17. Student and man, what a, what a dangerous intellectual this guy is. And, and I mean that in the highest compliment. So Joe, rock on, sir. And Joe and I differ slightly, differ slightly in some areas and don't in others. And we come at things culturally differently. He's younger than I am. He's African-American. He's more liberal. I'm more conservative. But we both are really devoted to hearing people, trying to fully understand, try to look at things as clearly as possible and are willing to hear where we might be coming up short in the other guy's opinion. So we had this amazing discussion about all of this. He was telling me about how some things look from the black community. I was telling how some things look from my particular perspective. We were challenging each other to grow. We, one guy would say something and the other guy would be like, well, where did you see that? What did you mean by that? And then the other guy would be like, hmm, well, you know, I think it's, well, you know, and trying to trying to make our argument, not our arguments, our points as firm as possible. We weren't having a debate. We were having a discussion. And we both came away the better for it. That's an antidote to the dumpster fire. Joe is a fire extinguisher. And he's just getting started. I was talking with another guy. Let's call him. I can't think of it. Let's call him Jack. I was talking to Jack last night before the debate. And I was joking around. I said, well, you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, how to, you know, fit into the world. I'm trying to figure out how to fit in the world. Let's make a mental note to ourselves and, and set a reminder. And he said, yeah, I'll set a reminder on my phone every New Year's. Like, don't be whatever is on stage. Don't be like that. And I texted him last night. We were texting each other through this. And I said, Jack, you know, set the reminder every week. Don't be like this. So being able to be like a, a I'm so proud of these guys. They're teenagers. And they're way ahead of the game, man. This is cool. They're watching. They're figuring out what to be like and what not to be like. And I think I made a mistake when I was a teenager, assuming that the way adults were was inevitable for me to be like that. These guys have a choice. We all have a choice. We can change now. How do we want to be? I was dealing with some some minorly stressful business stuff today. I was like, okay, I don't want to be like those guys. And then the last guy I want to tell you about was... I think he's six years old. Let's call him Jeff. Old Jeff calls in. And Jeff has been 
really intrigued with woodworking. And he's got a little saw and a little hammer. I think I mentioned him on the show recently. And uh, Jeff reminds me of me when I was his age and the fact that sometimes I think the most important thing I can do for him is not to teach him anything, but to listen to him and to give him true respect as we anybody should give. So he was talking today, and, and my life was changed by somebody like that named Alan Watson. I've mentioned him on the show before who's since passed away, and I never really got to thank him. But he, I was nine when I was talking with Alan at the train club, and Alan just listened to me. And to have an adult truly listen to me as, as somebody who had something to offer made me realize that, well, maybe I should bring something to the table to offer. And I brought my best, and that changed me from a shy person into an extrovert who deals with people all the time and who who remembers how powerful listening is. So I was trying to listen to little Jeff, and he says, you know, and I wanted to show him my router. I just got a router, and I got a nail gun. So I was like, oh, this would be really cool to show him, but like, I realized that he might not want to see it, but I really want to show him. So I was like dying to show him the router, but he said, Oh, let's do a puppet show. And I thought, man, I got a nail gun. But I wasn't there to show the nail gun. I was there to listen to Jeff. I said, okay, let's do a puppet show. So we ended up making, he said, well, that just looks like a box. And I made a little stage with it and we jumped into it. And suddenly I realized what, not only what fun this was, but what magic this little sock on my hand was, and I'm going to bring some sock puppets in to the retirement home tomorrow. And these seniors are sad, man. There's nothing to be happy about right now. And it's not, again, I'm not, I know my boss might be listening to this, and and this is absolutely true. It's not this place. It's all retirement homes right now with COVID. It's hard to be stuck in a room. These are nice rooms to be stuck in, and it's still you're stuck in a room, right? It's just a sad time. Not specific to this place, specific to our general to all places. So I'm going to bring some sock puppets in and be goofy tomorrow. I mean, I'm always kind of goofy anyway, but I'm going to be especially goofy and silly because Jeff had something to offer at six years old. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay, I'll do this puppet show and then realized what magic that was. So the lesson that I got from Jeff was that people really have a lot to offer even if they're only six years old, if we can just hear them. So thank you to these three fine young men who are fire who are fire extinguishers in a world so sorely needed. So how can we all continue to be fire extinguishers? What can we do with our personal actions day to day to be more redeemed individuals? That's the question I'll be asking myself. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. I hope this wasn't too heavy. I know this some of the stuff was controversial. Let me know if you have any thoughts. I fully stand behind what I've expressed. But I'm always willing to listen and grow and learn and improve. And like I was just telling uh, the last guy, so hopefully we're thinking much better thoughts in three weeks. We always want to keep growing. Now, let's take some deep breaths. That's a good thing. <laughs> I sure need it. 
Whew. Go ahead and close your eyes. Like, like you don't want to see anything. <laughs> no, don't, don't scrunch them. Don't scrunch them. Although the temptation is there. Start wearing your mask over your eyes. Maybe that'll make us feel better. <laughs> and let's begin. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. And last one. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. <sighs> nice. Open those eyes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wishing you a peaceful, relaxing evening over there. I will see you tomorrow. Good night.